Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. Good morning. It is Thursday, June 15th. It's five minutes after 11. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Thank you for joining us this morning. You can follow along on YouTube if you'd like. Type in Kendall and Casey into the YouTube search bar. So Republicans seem to be split over the Justice Department's 37-count indictment against Donald Trump. We see different people taking different sides, and uh, many of them uh, clearly saying this is purely political, while others call the charges extremely serious and troublesome. It really depends on who you ask. A lot of this, I think, is going to come down to not espionage acts, but possibly obstruction of justice but for Donald Trump. But if no crime, so this is the question, right? If no crime was committed, can you obstruct justice? If you didn't commit a crime and you're saying- What are you obstructing? Right. right. Okay. And you're, you're, I mean, here's the thing. It, there appear to be, going back to the days of Bill Clinton, court precedent- that says if the president takes something with him it becomes personal it, right it is declassified now mm-hmm. if that's not the rules okay but that was the rule for bill clinton i mean there was a court, a whole court case about this and that was where the court came down was that when the president takes something with him it by default becomes declassified okay so hillary clinton oh boy she made an appearance on a podcast and I'm wondering, is this is this what she has sunk to, needing to be so relevant so badly that she's sitting on this panel? But she was asked directly during the Pod Save America podcast about why her good old friend James Comey let her off the hook. And this was her answer. Republicans claim that you got off, so you did the same thing and got off scot-free. Why did your friend Jim Comey let you off <laughs> so easy? That, that's a really good question. I can't figure that one out. Um, you know, I do think it's, it's uh, odd, let's just say, to the point of being absurd, um, how that is their only response. You know, she doesn't answer the question. Exactly. Because there is no answer. Right. And then she just deflects and goes back to Trump and goes on Trump bashing. Okay. Rant. Okay. You are a woman. Mm-hmm. We've, we're, we're in agreement on that. Yeah. Okay, very good. Correct. Thank you for noticing. Uh, you have been very successful in a male, otherwise mostly male-dominated industry. Mm-hmm. So I ask you this as a woman who has been successful in a male-dominated industry. If you could hook Hillary Clinton up to some sort of truth serum or <laughs> whatever, and you asked her about her life, there has to be a sense of immense bitterness that her entire life and success was hitched to a man who she clearly despised and having to stand behind this man that she clearly despised. I mean, you think about everything she had. First Lady of Arkansas, not of her own doing. First Lady of the President of the United States, not of her own doing. She was given a U.S. Senate seat in which she moved to a state she had she did not live in. Carpetbagging. And she was given that as a thank you. And the agreement with Bill Clinton was, if you stand behind me as I humiliate you mm-hmm. and and lie about that I had relationship with an intern, blah, blah, blah. 
And instead of doing the right thing, which would have been the best thing for her and for all women, which is to say, I'm done with you. I'm out of here. Peace. She stood behind him and made up these just nonsensical claims about vast right wing conspiracies, et cetera. Then she is loses when she finally has to stand on her own, which is she runs in a Democrat primary for president. She loses in spectacular fashion to a guy who'd been in the U.S. Senate for seven seconds. That's how unlikable she was. Then as a thank you for her not pitching a fit, she's given the secretary of state role. That's a disaster. Benghazi at Mm -hmm. all. So she's a colossal failure at that. Then she runs for president. She's again so unlikable, she almost loses in a primary to Bernie Sanders. Had they not rigged it, it's now been totally proven it was rigged, in favor of her, she would have lost. And then is the only person in America who probably could have lost to Donald Trump. So your entire life has basically been... Disappointment? Yes, and any success, air quote, that you have had was because you were totally submissive to your goon thug... Mm -hmm idiot husband Mm -hmm. who embarrassed you on the regular in front of the entire nation i mean what i mean when she looks in the mirror she's honest with herself that's what she has to see it's got to be so disappointing the hardest part i think to get over is to the betrayal from her husband on such a grand scale i mean whole how does she go out in public knowing what the whole world knows she was completely betrayed and yet she still does it like why but let's bring it let's bring it full circle to local okay because one of the things we keep telling our audience is how shameless most of these people in public office are state level federal level local level there's so many of them that are just completely shameless and they need to be in the position. It's really pathetic, but their lives are defined by the thing. Being able to lord over people, they recognize, I think there's probably a recognition that if I weren't this thing, and this thing is a public office holder, I wouldn't be doing something that people would revere. I wouldn't be doing something that people would want to know me. I wouldn't be doing something that people would want to be around me or take a picture with me or care what I have to say on a podcast or a radio show. Their whole sense of relevance is created around needing to be liked or respected or even if not even that, people want to be around you because of what you have to offer to them. Mm-hmm. And... I think you see this with someone like her where she needed that so bad that she was willing to humiliate and embarrass herself herself by being subservient to Bill Clinton. She desperately needed attention from other people because she clearly wasn't getting it at home. And and it has to be a very empty, bitter feeling to know you Mm -hmm. will never achieve the thing that you wanted because when it was your time to stand on your own on multiple occasions, you could not do that because you were incapable. And the only reason you were anything was because of the man you shared a bedroom with and that you were willing to take whatever national embarrassment he bestowed upon you. I think she or her team thought that she was going to get a lot of female voters just because she was female that many women would rally around her because we want a female president i can recall going to and this is when i was in northern indiana in south bend and working at tv station went to a it was a notre dame tailgate party and there were a lot of people from the tv station that were there that were invited and and i walked into the tailgate party and 
The news director looked at me, and this was right around the election time, and he said, oh, you, you probably voted for Hillary, right? <laughs> and as many news departments are, it leaned left. And I, he just assumed, because I'm a woman, right. that I would vote for a woman. And I, I looked at him and I thought, no. And he was really surprised by that answer. And I really think that they thought they were going to pull in much more women voters than what they did. But she goes on to call the deplorables a cult on this podcast. She says that Americans need to be asking hard questions and that Joe Biden is in a good position. The response that we've seen in polling from Republicans um, suggests that they're going to stick with him, that it's more of a cult than a political party at this point, and they're going to stick with their leader. So I think that actually President Biden is uh, in a very strong position uh, to run a campaign that doesn't have to talk about him. But I think other Democrats should and other, you know, concerned Americans should be asking hard questions. She's just so used to lying and gaslighting. It just is so natural to her and deflecting hard questions. And she said that, again, Joe Biden is in a good position. How are you defending him? And why? Like, she's got grandchildren at this point. Just go away. What is her desire to remain in the public eye? Because it is that need for relevance. I mean, look look at the... Look at the politics. Look at just look at it locally. Look at these people. It's always the move to the next thing. It's always the move to the next office because they are incapable. Like we produce a radio show that people want to listen to. When we go places, people want to talk to us. That's not in all seriousness. Like I'm not saying that to be some big back patter. I'm doing that to say. We have to either produce or we're out of here. People like our show because it's a good show. People like Hammer and Nigel because it's a good show. People show up to events we go to because they like what we do and they feel a kinship with us and a connection with us and they want to want to interact with us. In politics, the production is the office. The production is the office itself where if you remove that person from the office, there's nothing endearing about them. Who would want to hang out with Todd Rokita if he were not attorney general? <laughs> so what happened? When Todd Rokita, in, in spectacular fashion, flamed out in the U.S. Senate race, he immediately started plotting for the next public office. Why did Diego Morales spend basically much of his adult life plotting to be in a public office of some sort. And he ran for one and lost and it's right onto the next one Yeah, because they, why did Mike Pence? I mean, that is it. It gives these nerds relevance. It gives the people who were never a part of the cool club who never did anything and would not do anything that would, that would make anybody want to hang around them unless they were forced to at gunpoint. They suddenly become someone of some relevance or importance. And so that is the answer for her. She can't give it up because she needs it. It is a sick, pathetic obsession with with power, with influence, with 
whatever. It's it's disgusting. Okay, we're going to talk about golf since I know you're entrenched. The uh, U.S. Open, the Los Angeles Country Club, very exclusive. Yes. We've got details on that. And also possibly a big reward to the PGA players that stayed with the PGA. But before we get into break, I wanted to play this audio. And this is Kevin McCarthy. He was asked by CNN reporters about classified documents. Of course, the reporter wanted to talk about Trump. And Kevin McCarthy brought it back asking about Joe Biden. I haven't had you ask me one question about the current president having classified documents. I haven't had you ask me one question about the current president as a senator, why he even would have a classified document. Does that raise any questions to you? Well, they gave, he gave them back. And- okay. When was he senator? She didn't so when, it, when they did a when When, them, when, when was he senator? Is, and speaker... There's a difference here. Well, there is a difference because why did they only brought up their attorneys looking at it after they started going after President Trump and raided it? Why did they never look at this former vice president or senator? Why would he even have a document? Okay, regardless of every happened when he gave it back, I've always said equal justice. So my question back to you. Is it equal or fair? Have you ever asked the question to the current president as a senator, why would you ever even have that document outside of the so skiff? Has anyone answered that question? I feel like he's he's trying to be so patient with her, uh, almost in a fatherly manner. Has anybody asked that question? And he said, when was he senator? It almost sounded like she didn't know. Yeah, and he is so concerned about it, Casey, that he fully funded all of Joe Biden's priorities in the debt ceiling negotiation. It is 18 after 11. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. $7 million. Trump raised $7 million in one day. After the indictment, 22 minutes after 11, it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. And right now at WIBC.com, the top 25 zip codes in Indiana that contributed the most to Donald Trump. I'm going to throw out a zip code for you. Okay. 47963. That was the number one zip code giving to Donald Trump in the state of Indiana. 47963. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take a guess. Okay. Because I'm good at area codes. I'm not good at zip codes. I'll say Fort Wayne. Uh, it's Morocco. Morocco? Mm-hmm. Where, where is Morocco? That's a country. It's a uh, city. in North Africa. <laughs> Thank you, Kev. <laughs> where, I better, well, it's a, what, Mor- Morocco, Indiana. Mm-hmm. Town in Indiana. Mm-hmm. Where is it at? Beaver Township, Newton County. Okay. All right. Your congratulations. There must be some really rich guy that lives in Morocco because there's like nine people there. Uh, the total number of individual donations from Indiana amounted to $165,170. 2,886 individuals contributed to Donald Trump's campaign from the state of Indiana. If you'd like to read more, just head over to WIBC.com. All right, Rob, you said you're going to be distracted. Uh, You've got your U.S. Open going on. How about these PGA Tour players who stayed loyal to the PGA and did not turn down this lucrative offer from the LIV? They, They could be rewarded. Oh. Have you heard about this? Oh. There's this compensation fund. Uh Uh-huh. And the PGA is saying they're going to pay these guys a little extra. That's like a bonus for not 
not going to the dark side. Well, but again, so there's so much that's unknown about this, and this is why this whole thing is stupid, and it, it, the whole thing should be a just proof to our world now that money is the ruler of everything, and that people will do just about anything for money, the fact that the golfers went for the money, and then the fact that the PGA Tour, who actually was, you know, the good guy in all of this, hey, we will stand and fight, 9-11, we won't forget. Oh, well, I guess we forgot mm-hmm. because now the Saudis are going to fund the PGA Tour. There's a whole bunch. Here's the thing, though. There's a whole bunch of stuff that is still unknown about this, and I'm not totally sure this is actually all going to go through unless the players on the PGA Tour actually want it to go through. This is the thing. The players still have all the leverage. Like, let's say today, because today is the first day of the U.S. Open. PGA Tour players who stayed come out and said, in protest of this, we will not play in the U.S. Open. Well, good luck with Win Yi Ding and seven other guys, right? Boy, that's a heck of a U.S. Open there. But they're not going to do that. And ultimately, if the players really wanted to stop this, they could stop this by refusing to participate. They're probably not going to do that, though, because at the end of the day, money talks. Mm-hmm. Well, Tiger Woods is set to get a big payday if he if it does go through. He doesn't I'm, even play anymore. What yeah, do you mean he's well, set to get a big payday? Well, because he didn't leave. He didn't go to LIV. Where was he going to go? He can't walk. Well, they they tried to get him, though. They, they offered him big money to go, and he said no. He stayed with PGA, and now PGA is maybe going to pay him. Of course, he's having a really hard time eating ramen noodles these days. Yes. He desperately needs that money. Think about it. Think but, about, Casey, think about being so rich that $700 million, you can turn it down. Right. No, thanks. I'm good. I don't need that. I don't need that headache. Well, this is, this is a rare example of loyalty paying off. I mean, when does your job ever love you back? It doesn't, but it doesn't matter what it pays off because they won't make what they would have made by taking the guaranteed money over at Live because Live, on top of the guaranteed money, also pays you to win. Mm-hmm. And so, look, I mean, the Saudis are going to just over time gobble up American sports. It's what do they call that? White white sports washing sports washing yes mm-hmm. they, they are going to they've started with the low-hanging fruit sports like soccer and golf and they are going to validate themselves inside of those arenas and their ultimate goal make no mistake about it is to infiltrate the big four probably primarily the big three major league baseball basketball and football and the crown jewel is going to be the national football league and at some point it will be a while it won't be because the owners, the way the owners in the National Football League work, they're such a tight-knit group and they have to approve the sale. It will be a while, but they will end up, in our lifetimes, owning a team in the National Football League. Okay, how about this U.S. Open that's going on right now? It's being held at the Los Angeles Country Club and the golf course, more exclusive than Augusta. Yeah. It costs $300,000 to get in. It's right next door to the Playboy Mansion. Many celebrities have been denied entrance yes. into it. Uh, uh, Bing Cosby, for one, because he's a celebrity. Justin Timberlake, for more modern times, can't get in. And you seem to be pretty excited about it. And I would think that this would be something that you would typically rail against, that exclusivity. You have to have such a large amount of money or influence to be able to even go there. Well, look, I'm enamored with the course. Mm-hmm. And you know me with these majors, the courses are the thing for me because you get to see courses you normally don't get to see. The Los Angeles Country Club is one of the great golf courses in the entire world. But because of, as you said, the exclusivity of getting in, it has for years 
the U.S. Open, the USGA has wanted a U.S. Open there. They've wanted all sorts of things there. And for the most part, they have turned that down because when you when you say my course is going to host a U.S. Open, you essentially give up your golf course for a year because they have to make all sorts of changes. They got to make changes to the course. They got to plan for Move the holes, they, all that, all yep. sorts of stuff. You give up your golf course for a year. And these people are so rich. They said, well, it's not a status thing for us because we already have the status right. by simply we don't need it. being on the course. And finally, they got some new uh, leadership and it finally said, look, it is time we showcase this gem of a golf course to the entire world. It's so wild because most of these courses, when they play the U.S. Open, you think of, hey, so-and-so hit a shot here in 1976 and remember when Fred Fred so-and-so chipped in in 1984. There is nothing with that with this course. It's brand new to everyone. You're, most people are seeing these holes for, the first, for the first time. It's really cool because it's such a historic golf course and uh, it's neat that they finally opened it up. Uh, no, I accept that there are totally people that are richer than me. And as long as they don't use the government to facilitate <laughs> it, I, I have no. Uh, as long as they don't ask me to pay for, with increased taxes for their stadium, right. I'm generally OK with You're it. You're OK with the course. OK, it's Kendall and Casey. It's 93 WIBC. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So President Biden, he chuckled and walked off when he was asked about allegations of bribery from his time as vice president. He uh, he was asked, are there tapes that you accepted bribes? Mr. President, is that true? And then he <laughs> did a laugh and then he walked off. Of course, this all comes from the House Oversight Committee. They put out that press release, James Comer of Kentucky, saying that information provided by the whistleblower raises concerns that President Biden, he was engaged in that bribery scheme with the foreign national. And of course, you probably didn't get a chance to catch this because you're probably not sitting around watching Senate Judiciary Committee videos. But the senator from Tennessee, Marsha Blackburn, she had an opportunity to ask the deputy director of the FBI why they were protecting the Bidens and the Clintons and... Yeah, you can imagine it's just as fiery as you think it would be. So why did you decide to conceal the information in that revelation to the House Oversight Committee? Why did you redact all of that re- uh, pertaining to the phone calls? We have exceptional people within the in You're the not FBI, answering the, the question. Best. Why did you redact that information? And they work relentlessly every day to keep this you country safe and to, to protect people. You chose not to reveal that the calls were there, and Senator Grassley found it out anyway. Is that accurate? With regard to the document... You chose to redact it, yes or no? 
we often redact documents to protect so sources you chose and to redact the the fact that there are 17 voice recordings two of those with the now president you chose to redact that and not to give that to house oversight why he still would not answer the question he said they do it to protect people who are they protecting? That's the big question. So Representative Anna Luna, she's from Florida. She was talking about eliminating the FBI director's position if he doesn't play ball and release the recordings. That's not the only thing, Jesse. As you saw, the FBI is playing games. And as you know, even if we do a contempt of Congress, it's likely that the DOJ would not actually hold the FBI director accountable. But what we can do as Congress is we can officially defund the director's position. And that's something that we're also looking at doing via the Holman rule. Does that mean he doesn't get paid his salary? (laughs) That means we've effectively eliminated his salary and thus his position, yes. Okay, so she's the one who tried to censure Adam Schiff, though. So just, I know you're rolling your eyes. You're thinking to yourself, just more talk. More tough talk, right? Well, nothing ever happens. And no action. Nothing ever happens. The Republicans, nothing ever happens with these people. They never do anything. It is all talk. It is never any action. And I'm just sick of it. They fully fund the Democrats. They fully fund the priorities. They give them whatever they want. And then they, well, blah, blah, blah. We'll have an investigation and we're going to get to the bottom of it. Oh, you get to the bottom of it. And then what? There is never a what. They just they just backed out of uh, uh, getting uh, getting Adam Schiff. They Mm -hmm. just backed out on that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they actually what did they vote on that yesterday? Yeah. Yeah, Wednesday they vote on that, and uh, if what he was going to be fined sixteen million dollars. Yeah, <laughs> and they just nah, nah, it's fine. It's okay. You do whatever you want. Uh, he he was asked about it. He had some thoughts on that. Uh, for Kevin McCarthy to bring this up on the floor when Californians are trying to afford a place to live, when we're dealing with a scourge of uh, fentanyl addiction, uh, when hospitals in rural parts of his own district are shutting down, um, shows you where his priorities are. My priorities are getting things done for California. So he didn't want to talk about it either. It's just more deflection on his part. And that's what they do. That is, but they're never held accountable. That you can deflect. When the other side is, there is never any ramification for what you do. You can do whatever you want. What are you going to do to him? Nothing. Nothing. It doesn't matter if you lie about Trump. Adam Schiff lied every single day about Trump and Russian collusion. He straight out, flat out lied. He knew he was lying when he said it. And they took him off one committee. He still has other committee assignments. This is why I just I gave up on these people a long time ago, Casey. They're not serious people. They're not, they they don't actually want to change America for the better. They just want to be in power. They're all in the same club. They're not doers. The Republicans are wimps. They're wimps and they're losers. Okay, let's talk about how the Fed held off on raising the uh, interest rate. Thought they were going to do it. They didn't do it. They say two more are coming, though, later this year. Oh. Holding the target range steady at the meeting, they say, allows the committee to assess additional information. So they're playing the wait and see game. Um, look, at this point, it doesn't matter, Casey. I mean, what is it like? What's the step that acceptance isn't in, in, in there? One of these processes where acceptance is one of the mm-hmm. what is it? Alcohol. Is You're it, talking about what? The 12 step the 12 step program. Mm-hmm. Thank you. 
acceptance is a major part in that process, right? In this case, the acceptance of I have a drinking problem and I can't control it on my own and I've got to get help. In this case, I'm accepting the fact that it is just whether it's going to be a sprint into calamity or are we going to slow walk it? Because we're not doing any of the things necessary to, in regards to money supply, in returns to printed money, in regards to government spending. I mean, just we're not doing any of the things necessary. You can't, it doesn't matter whether they raise interest rates or not. I mean, it may obviously matter in the sense of is it the short-term impact it has the economy. It doesn't matter. You can't interest rate your way out of this. Mm-hmm. Government spending and out-of-control government spending and get a, handling, a handle on government spending is the only possible answer. And as we just saw with the debt ceiling vote, Republicans aren't serious about doing that. Democrats clearly aren't serious about doing that. So it just it is what it is. Stuff will just be really expensive. We are seeing the country erode away from us, right in front of us, and... Nobody's going to do anything to stop it. So acceptance. I'm at the acceptance point in this process. <laughs> Does it make it easier for you? No, it makes me sad. Mm-hmm. It, it makes me sad because I see the country that I grew up in. I see, you know, not to be old man who yells at clouds, but I just see what this this country has become. And we're apparently as a collective too apathetic to do anything about it, and too apathetic to punish the people who have done the thing to us. Okay, it is 1141. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Uh, Okay, so Ken Jennings, you know, this is the Jeopardy guy. Oh, yeah. He was on The View. Uh Uh-huh. And he he may have had the best line of all in regards to Wheel of Fortune. But they were talking about Wheel of Fortune and Whoopi Goldberg weighed in. Well, Pat's a legend. I mean, over 40 years, and the price of a vowel has not gone up one no. penny. Like, yeah. like nobody controlled inflation yeah. like, right. like Pat Sajak. Um, Pat Sajak, But, you know, that's an interesting question. I mean, Jeopardy! had its own succession crisis. Uh, yeah. Hopefully, Wheels got an envelope somewhere that says what to do when, <laughs> when Pat passed. Whoopi wants in. the job. I want that job. Well, now we've, we figured it out. There's an easy way to tank Wheel of Fortune for future generations forever and ever. Put Whoopi Goldberg in there. Okay, so I thought this might be fun. Name five politicians that should be considered for the hosting gig on Wheel of Fortune and why. I've got my five. You didn't do the assignment, did you? Well, I don't like any of these people, so I wouldn't want to look at them on my TV Mm -hmm. voluntarily ever. So who'd you come up with? All right, well, this is what I've got. Yes. I've got AOC. Uh Uh-huh. Why would... Because really? clearly she likes letters. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Chip Roy. Uh-huh. Because he's going to tell you when your guess is bad, when you're trying oh, to solve the puzzle. Yeah. Okay. He'll be honest with you. Uh-huh. Pete Buttigieg. Because he can't do any damage to the country if he's hosting a game uh-huh. show. Yeah. And that'll get him to California and he'll be far, far away. Yeah. You're going to love this next one. Uh-huh. Todd Young. Oh, because he'd be throwing out money to everybody. Oh, yeah. I everybody see on the panel would win Wheel of Fortune. See what you did there? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And finally, the person who should replace Pat Sajak and be the new host of Wheel of Fortune, even though you would not understand him, Joe Biden. Oh. Because we would finally learn how to spell 
Valvet. Oh, I like it. You did a good job there, Casey. Very well assembled. Yes, Mm -hmm. very well done. All right. So coming up, we've got Abdul, who's going to join us. We're going to talk about Eric Holcomb and uh, also Jim Lucas with him. Yeah, there's a new poll out from someone, we don't know who, that says Holcomb could beat uh, Jim Banks in a primary. Who's doing this poll? Eric Holcomb? I hope Holcomb runs against Jim Banks because Jim Banks deserves to lose, and I've said that for quite a while. And uh, while I loathe Holcomb, sometimes people just need to be taught lessons. Mm. Holcomb, do it. Get in this race. Let's go, (laughs) tough guy. Let's go. All right. We're going to talk with Abdul about that coming up. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Broadcaster. He's a provocateur, the one and only Abdullah Keep Shabazz. How are you? Blood pressure's down, so doing well. Great. Uh, so you sent me this during, literally during our State House Happenings recording, and I know you did this just to anger me because, well, you know there's all sorts of holes in this as well, but there is a report out there that there's some sort of poll that shows if Eric Holcomb ran for U.S. Senate, he would defeat Jim Banks in a primary. Uh, yes. Uh, 50, what? Uh, the poll was 50-40. was reported uh, by our good friend and colleague uh, Adam Renner writes uh, in Portonville. Because I knew there was some polling out there, but I didn't uh, have a chance to get the get the results yet. But I'm doing some follow up uh, after what Adam wrote uh, in Importantville this week. Uh, about about 600 people uh, surveyed, mostly cell phones, landlines, the, the usual stuff. Uh, but Adam did not say who did the poll. Yeah. Okay. So the, okay. So here's the thing, right? And, and I get along fine with with Ren. He's done some of my stuff. I've done some of his. But he is way too smart to not list or inquire, and he's too good at reporting and digging for dirt to not report on. You know, who did the poll? What was the actual makeup of the sample size? Was it likely voters? Was it Eric Holcomb's closest personal friends? Who? More importantly, I'll come back to it. Who did the poll on behalf of who? None of this. <laughs> is in here and it's just for put out there so that people like you can send it to me to make me angry <laughs> well I, I think that's just an added bonus to be brutally honest with, with you with you um no you're right uh yeah because we got no you know who did the poll who paid for it et etc cetera, et cetera, and all the, and all, the, all the other fun stuff uh i frankly think it was probably somebody close to governor holcomb who did it uh because they poll all the time just to check and see how they're doing what the issues are et cetera, et cetera. like hey let's just ask a question because you got a couple questions you can throw in there because i've done polling before hey let's ask if 
blah 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 was was to run for governor or senate, who would who would win? Is what is Holcomb's plan? What I mean, he's you, we all know he's avoided working a real job for a very long time. What I mean, he's not going to go. He, he's he's not going to get a real job next. So what 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 is he want to do? Is he going to be a teacher somewhere? Is he going to be uh? Is he going to run some I still establishment keep, organization? I, I still keep hearing either the uh, the IHSA he may uh, go join because he loves uh, Indiana sports. Or perhaps maybe the NCAA is is what it was what I keep hearing. Now, granted, we still got you know a year and a half to go before all this is uh, done and over with, but but that's what I'm hearing right now. Let's just without any information on this poll, just for this exercise, because it's just us gals sitting around shooting the breeze. Let's just assume the poll's legitimate and Holcomb, they're honest with them, and that they didn't totally rig it in his favor or whatever. If you look at this poll, which shows Holcomb what has 59 and Banks ha- or 50 and Banks has 39. Does he look at this and go, well, maybe I could be a U.S. senator? Maybe I should run for senator. <laughs> it, w- it would not surprise me uh, because, uh, obviously, you, w- you want to get an idea of what the lay of the land looks like before you make a decision one way or the other. And then if you decide to change your mind, because you can still do that as well, I can see like, hey, if we decide to run for senate, what would our chances look like against mm-hmm. Jim Banks? Okay, well, he just wrote this op-ed and, uh, okay, getting published, putting his words out there, in, writing. In the Indy in the Star. Okay, but he did say... Besides that he's not a genius or a saint, that he's not running for U.S. House, Senate, or President. Yeah, right now. Oh, okay. Right now. Yeah, well, it's, uh, and, but let's talk about that. Uh, let's talk about that it, it bizarro op-ed that he wrote, because uh, we touched on this with Jim Merritt early in the program. Casey and I spent a segment on it yesterday. Even you got to admit, it's pretty hypocritical for a guy to take a gajillion dollars from the federal government and then go, this money printing is totally out of control with the federal government. Where do you think the money went? That, that's always that's always an interesting question. Whenever an elected official, uh, in my opinion, <laughs> complains about the federal government, because on the one hand, like you know, the federal government tells us what to do, the federal government you know dictates this, the federal government spends all this money. Okay, fine, but but you're are you a sort of a passive participant in the in the in the political shenanigans. Oh, there's nothing passive about it. You because, took a gajillion dollars because you're taking the people. money. Now, now here's the other question, though. If you don't take it, what do you do? Because your people are still mm-hmm. paying taxes, yeah. you know, for services. Yeah, but if you're lit- saying I am literally keeping this emergency declaration open because I want the money from the federal government, which is what he said, you don't really have a leg to stand on and going, well, this contribution to it, uh, this, this, all this money printing is contributing to inflation, and this is just terrible. It went to you. The money went to you. Well, yeah. <laughs> but, but at the same time, though, if you don't take it, then are you accused of political malfeasance? Well, so let's real quick. One of the things most of that money has gone to, and you and I have talked about a state house happenings, and you know, Abdul, I hate to come on this show and say I was right, but looks like I'm going to be exactly right, is most of that money, much of that money, went to a Medicaid expansion, and now that the spigot's been turned off, since the state has already entered into the legalized vote buying process that is air quote free or reduced health care or expanded health care for so many people, they're not going to opt out of that and take it away from people. Well, actually, now they are. Uh, about 98,000 people, because uh, the rule was uh, during COVID, you couldn't kick anybody off. They had to stay. Now that the money's out, now you can start kicking people off again. They got to reapply. And it's going to be, uh, it's, it's, it's a, it's it, it this is this is the in the weed stuff that you guys don't get to read about but I do unfortunately it's going to be a mess and a possible disaster because uh right now the biggest chunk of the state budget goes to education in about 5 years it's going to be medicaid well and so that's the thing right i mean you, there's only so much money in the pot even by the 
tax and taxing, uh, high taxing, spending people we have running our state. There's only so much money in the in the pot, and then what do you do? Exactly, because you got a bunch of people going to be uh, sort of kicked off. They're actually getting kicked off now. And part of it is because of paperwork issues. Uh, it's, 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 it's not pretty, let's put it that way. What do you think of Eric Holcomb citing this Gallup poll? Uh, it was a national poll that he said, uh, well, the Gallup poll claimed that government leadership was the biggest problem, according to people across the country. Is it significant that he's quoting a national poll about the entire country? It does, it does Do we read me. anything into that? It doesn't surprise me because, the, because, like I said, statewide things are fine, but regardless of what my good friend and little brother over there says from time to time. <laughs> yeah, yes, I'm looking at you, Robert. Oh, uh, man, I, 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 that's, a bold, <laughs> that's a bold move to tell people who are having trouble paying their mortgage. Oh, it's fine. Shut up and pay. You'll be fine. I'm more shocked that you guys have the same mom, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we just took him out of the oven too soon. Yeah. Oh no! <laughs> uh, no, I mean, but but the national level is where all, where most of the, where most of the dysfunction is. For mm-hmm. example, if you're like a state senator, or state rep, and you're knocking on doors, people ask, "Let me complain about Congress." Like, well, I'm not a member of Congress. Well, well I want to complain about Congress too because that sucks all the air and oxygen out out of the room. For for the most part, in Indiana. Yes, yes, the country has challenges, but things are a lot better in Indiana than they are, say, in my home state of Illinois. Now, you have a theory, Abdul is with us, uh, let's skip skip over here to Jim Lucas real quick, that his attorney may not have been too pleased with his little uh, disaster interview on Hammer and Nigel because you had reached out to him and he said, no, I'm not doing anything else. Uh, yeah, uh, we all know Jim Lucas, arrested for DUI, uh, leaving the scene of accident, uh, pled guilty to misdemeanor charges, uh, served as a citizen, uh, got to go counseling, then no driving for a while. Uh, yeah, I reached out to Jim uh, earlier this week because we were supposed to actually uh, have a conversation uh, tomorrow morning. Uh, but Jim's like, Abdul, I don't, I don't think I want to do it. Like, yeah, fine, I understand that because the lawyers and everything. But Jim Lucas turning down an opportunity to be seen and heard is rare. Yeah. I mean, that, that interview with Hammer and Nigel was a train wreck. And if you were his attorney, you would have told him you should absolutely not do that. Exactly. Or at the very least, have my lawyer on the phone with me. Yeah. Listening <laughs> to the conversation. Yeah. An IFB. More, more billable Don't hours say that. for Abdul. That's <laughs> yeah. always his focus. Mm-hmm. Hey, what's coming up this Saturday on Abdul at Large? Uh, I'm going to talk to uh, good friend Reverend Harris about uh, Indy's crime related issue. Uh, I'm going to be talking to uh, John Ruckel's House, the State Medical Society, about healthcare issues, and my good friend Matt Sosi on the summer movie stuff. I love it when you interview these establishment politicians because it gets some show content for the rest mm-hmm. of the week. So, hey, it, it's, We're here for you, old yes, friend. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> right, Abdul Gibshabaz, you're the best. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. So good to have you back on the show, So Abdul. good to be back. Yeah, you're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. It's time for us to hit the road. Thank you, Rob. Thank you, Kevin. And thank you for listening today. We'll see you back here tomorrow on 93 WIBC.